0: Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. and Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> it's
1: again.
2: Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zachawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey what's up everyone, welcome to another episode of Side by Side, coming to you a few days after the disappointing weekend um, down in Portland for the team, we'll get to all of that, a lot to say about that I'm sure, and then of course another big game, they keep coming, um, Sounders at home to Minnesota United um, this Saturday evening, we'll be there doing that, but we do have to look backwards first, um, Brad we both were down there, um, it was all good for 65 minutes, <laughs> and then what happened? I mean, to be honest, watching it, I didn't I didn't think
0: it. I mean, yes, it was all good. We were in somewhat of control going up 1-0. Yeah. But even that first half, I, I felt uh, the team was disjointed. Um, I didn't feel that there was really a rhythm to the game. I felt there was a, a real urgency and almost a pressure to feel like we had to score every time we got yes. in the attacking half. But maybe that's a side that's playing confident and and they smell situations like, hey, let's get after them early. And we talked about that on the podcast was if we can get up early on that team, I think they fold. Yeah. But the fact that we let them hang, hang, hang and then, you know, go up one nothing. That team didn't deflate. No. But I think it was because of us. Hmm. I think we took our foot off the gas. I think after, after the goal. Yeah. Because what I saw after the goal was a team that there's still 30 minutes left in the game. And I saw a team already that was a throw-in would go, guys walking, Yeah. right? Free kick was being taken. A guy's walking. Okay, let's jog up and get set and get our free kicks perfect. Instead of, hey, this is a team that we know if we get two on them, then three and four can so, follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that we played with enough killer instinct after that moment. We thought that we could just keep the ball, keep possession, keep and get out of thing, there. Yeah. But in these rivalry
2: games, you just can't do it. Is this more um, bad Seattle, or good Portland, or a little bit of both? I mean, you gotta give them credit. Too. Of course, they, yeah. They came flying. By. Yeah, they came
0: flying, and, I, and they didn't look great. Yeah, but they did enough to put the Sounders under enough pressure that they didn't know was coming. I think they thought a Portland team was gonna come in yeah. and, you know, kind of fold to their style of play. Yeah, and this is a Portland team that was desperate. Anytime you play a desperate team, it doesn't matter if they are last place, first place. This is a rivalry game, yeah, and you do throw everything out the window. Now it's a game. I thought that the Sounders should have won, even saying that beforehand. I thought three 0 but then I was in the press box and uh, Gigi was sitting next to me,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she said prediction, and I was like, it could be five five nothing, <laughs> yeah. And that's just the feeling you get when you walk into that stadium. the The crowd was quiet, I mm-hmm. think, for the first half. Yeah, but I have. Ne- you could tell me more. Mm-hmm. I have never been in that stadium and heard that crowd erupt than after that goal that bicycle kick
2: I've never been in a stadium period where I've heard anything like that I think it was because of the kind of goal he scored of course if he scores a tap-in exactly I don't think they win for one No, I think that goal was the countess it just was like wow we're gonna do this then it just was wave after wave so I think, and he's heard the sounders before, I spray some for some reason. So I think that was it. But I agree with you, if you break the game down, first half I thought Schmetz winning in at halftime, probably a little bit disappointed. Yeah. Because you maybe the one number the one Leo Chu got in was just behind Jordan Morris. Um they had a few chances, but maybe okay, but you know we should be one up. Second half For minute 45 to the Raul goal, I thought the sounders were in control. In control it was like sure. the goal's coming. Sure. We said it, it's coming, it's coming the, you know, we said on the radio broadcast. Then Raul scores, if you remember. Jordan going behind twice after that one cross just missed Nicole. Yep. and I think one maybe Leo missed someone else it should have been 2-0 and then I agree with you everything began to slow down kind of go out of it and then once Portland scored in the first goal world class I mean you, wow you can't draw um, it's unbelievable and then the second goal was I fought bad defending I mean yep. I haven't seen us defend like that this season the third goal for me is where I think I knew the game was lost because Stefan Frey makes a save. You have three Portland players running to the ball, hungry, hungry. Yeah. There and Moreno gets there and gets a rebound. Stefan has to make three saves almost to save the goal. You can't do that, and the Sounders have no one running back. Mm-hmm. And from there, I said, okay. Um, this game's done. Um, and four-one I mean, maybe flat as Portland in terms of a normal game, but they deserved it because they, you know, they went down and you know, Gio made subs right away. He went attacking. They scored. Scored some great goals in there on their from their side of it. So. For the Sounders, yeah, it's disappointing, but in this kind of game, is it really just, you know, move on, focus on the positives? Or some people are saying, well, no, you can't because it's the Portland, it's the Timbers, we lost it. It's a Derby game, it means more. I don't subscribe to that. I think, and I had a little bit of back and forth, this is why I don't like Twitter, because it's like you can't really explain. If I'm in that locker room, I'm Nico or one of the more experienced players... I'm not allowing our team to get down about that game. I'm just not. We lost 4-1, we got our asses kicked. It is what it is. We move on, get back up by five. We've had a great start to the season. Make sure this is a one-off. If we beat Minnesota, no one, I don't care about that game. At the end of the season, if we lose both games to Portland by winning the support shield and the MS Cup, who cares? That's the way I view it. There's a bigger picture here. And it sounds in a much but of course in the moment, losing to your rival's gonna hurt. And now I'm hearing that like it's four games in a row. The yeah. support and so okay, I can understand that as a fan, it's not fun, but just, I don't know what happened.
0: Four games in a row I and a scoreline I saw of 11, 11 to 2 maybe yeah. in those four games. Yeah, they
1: put that up on the big is, screen at yeah. Providence Park which of <laughs> course they did. Of course they and did. And they should.
0: But to, to go on your point though we, we do have a Cascadia Cup to play for. That's and true. That, that's a massive that's achievement for our fans. Yeah, and yeah. You and I have been on when yeah, we've celebrated yeah, yeah, maybe in, in Portland yeah. or, or in Vancouver, Vancouver yeah. away from home and you get to lift that in front of your fans like that's that's true. True. that means a lot. And so to see us kind of Throw in the towel. I think yeah. that would be the most disappointing thing about, right. about that game. And after the game, I, I think I was asked on radio, yeah. what does Schmidt say in that locker room? And for me, I thought maybe it would be a bit more subdued. Yeah. And maybe I was naive to that because I walked down to the locker room, he, to came, up, the lock home. Yeah. he came in hot yeah, in the locker yeah, room. Yeah. And, and there was a lot to be said. And I actually think that that's fair. In yeah. that game, that setting, the expectation for this team and the standards – And the traveling supporters and what the club puts into that, right? There was a lot of club uh, members in the front office that went down to that game to experience that atmosphere and to see a good team play. I think good on Schmetz for for having the ribbing. And hopefully we can ask Jackson a little bit more on how that kind of shaped up in the locker room and what that felt like. Because that one should sting. and should motivate the guys for this this coming Saturday. But like you said, yeah, we get back on the winning foot. Okay, that was a blip, exactly. right? You win the next two out of three, three out of four. Exactly. That was a blip. It's a Derby game. We learn from that and understand we still got a couple more games against those guys. And we have to right the ship at some point. Yeah. And records are meant to be broken, Exactly. right? And I don't see the Portland Timbers winning every single game against the Sounders till the end of eternity so it's yeah. coming yeah. And, yeah, and I think that these guys will be motivated for when that time comes
2: yeah I think everyone was shell show. speaking of ownership I mean I bumped into a couple of the ownership group Terry Mice and Drew Carey. Mm-hmm. I saw Drew in the hallway there he looks at me and I won't use the language <laughs> you used but I just said yeah, I don't know like, he asked me I said I don't know what happened and I don't know what happened like, I, I've never seen a game like that where it changed so quickly um, you said something interesting though you said for you the whole thing was kind of disjointed anyway what was missing what was, was like? is this where maybe someone like was it Personnel, Rusnak not being there, Tennessee, like, or what was missing? Jordan on the right kind of he tweaked some things a bit to accommodate Raul and a few guys, but what? Was, why was it disjointed? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think
0: watching from up top that Obed had his best game, and, and yeah. you're going to throw in, I mean, he's a very, very good player. Agreed. But you're going to throw him in, in a derby game away from home to get his first game, and yeah. He, he should be able to handle that pressure. He's played in enough big games, but yeah. I think that's a tough one to come into. And I think I've seen in games past, years past, Obed finding pockets, but then the ability to turn and go forward. Mm. And I think this game he played a little bit safe and a little bit unsure of himself, but it's very hard unless you get games yeah. and minutes under your belt to be a real performer, right? And he hasn't been that consistent. And so I think that partnership between JP just coming back Obed just coming back yeah. and I think we lost the midfield battle there especially the way that they played the 4-3-3 three, three. and at times it almost looked like they had 5 or 6 yeah. guys in the yeah. middle of the yeah. park and they're just looking for any sort of combination yeah. and swarming whenever the ball was in the middle of the park we found moments to break and I also don't think that Nico's passing was that great in the game I don't Agreed. think that yeah. he was yeah. finding the right pockets yes moments in the first half where he's able Leo stays wide he checks in and was able to Feed a ball through and get Leo in a couple of times, but the service not really there on set pieces, um, and so I think we just were a little bit disjointed, and, and that's I think more of a credit to Portland in the way that they played and the constant pressure, but I think Portland's center backs are atrocious. Yeah, I, I, I think. Yeah, I mean the ability to uh, in I'm the sure first half that, I said this guy's going to give us the game. Yeah, their left center back. Yeah. And he almost did, yeah. right? Even in the second half, Raul gets in, he tries to chip a ball from two yards out, and he's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't think that we capitalized enough and, and understood. And I know that I was at practice on Wednesday, and I saw the Sounders, we want to shape it, give give the left center back the ball the whole time, let him come forward, and then we attack from there. And there were moments, yes, that we were able to do that, but I don't think we really put him under enough pressure where we made him turn his shoulder enough to really get him twisted up. I think we kept playing in front of him a little bit too yeah. much. and. Um, But still, like you said, chances, right? You finish that first one in the first half. I think it's a different story. Um, But the most disappointing thing is that 18 minutes allowing four goals.
2: Yeah, and Schmutz came out, I think he said something about his substitutions that you know he felt the balance wasn't there. Um I couldn't quite figure out what we were trying to do. I think we ended with Montero right Montero made, Ebert, Ebert as a you know, 10. It, yeah. it, it just it didn't it didn't work. You know, I mean I can understand you have to go for it. You're losing, it's a derby game, let's get our best players on the pitch. Um it just it didn't work. So going forward, those are choices he has to make because you know, I Jordan's better on the left than the right. Yeah. He just is. I mean, he's okay on the right. He's much better on the left, and he's really good at number nine mm-hmm. as well. Um, Leo Chu, I actually thought was probably the most dangerous player on the pitch yeah, in the first half, just because he's so fast and yeah. they couldn't handle him. And not that he was, he just was he g- getting behind every time. He won a couple corner kicks. He was dangerous. Yeah, he made things happen. I actually like the way Leo Chu played. So these are the kind of choices Schmeisser has to make now. Where you no know, ever had a great start to the season. Raúl said he scored the last half Raúl has to play. Ju- I think the Jordan issue now. Especially with Albert coming back, um, how do you solve that? Because yeah, it looks like Leo will just have to go to the bench. Yeah, he's, he's gonna have he's to. Gonna be, have he's to. gonna have to be
0: okay with that, and that's okay. It's a long season. Yeah. We've got Open Cup coming up next week too, and we last year what happened with Open Cup, and now we have an opportunity to you know win games. Yeah. Winning becomes a habit, so we're gonna, the games are going to come fast and furious. So it's not like he's not going to play, but from his standpoint, I don't know what the situation is for this week. I don't know what the lineup will look like, but if Leo doesn't play, then he needs to come into Starfire and have a goal and an assist for sure. Yeah. He's got to get on the score sheet and prove and be consistent with that so that the decisions become very difficult for Schmetz. But I think a glaring miss was certainly Christian Waldon in that rivalry game. Agreed. Because his fight and tenacity and just his quality on the right hand side, I think also his partnership with his brother. Yeah. Um, I think has proved to be invaluable for the Sounders. Yeah, yeah. And I think at times, you know, watching from up top, I was sitting right where Alex was, you know, getting forward and opportunities to swing the ball first time. And instead we want to chop it back, try to wait for the perfect. But that that did happen,
2: happen. in the first off a few seconds. We're,
0: yeah. we're constantly how many shots from distance in the game? Yeah. Where we didn't get the cross-off, but it came to a number six or yeah. an obed Vargas and they lace one up for from eighteen to twenty yards. But that provides us the opportunity then to say, okay, that's a danger for the other team, but I don't think that Portland ever thought that a shot was going to come from distance. So no. I'm happy to just pack it in and wait for, to see if they're even going to cross the ball. But I think the Sounders are waiting for that perfect yeah. opportunity to get to the byline, cut it back and score a beautiful goal, which we did in the second half. Great. But it can't be yeah. the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It's got, we've got to mix up the play. It's got to be shots from distance so that the six is step. It provides more space for Raul to play in between the two center backs. Yeah. And then start swinging at balls. And I think a bit too predictable at times. Yeah.
2: No, I agree with that. Um, so then we look forward. Minnesota's coming to town. Um, obviously, again, it's a game that you expect to win on a given day for the Sounders. Will still be a challenge. What, you know, in terms of focus for Schmitz and the boys this week, the mentality, I think we're right. You know, he's saying it was a blip. Can you prove it was a blip? Let's go out and let's win. Um I'm thinking, I actually wouldn't be surprised to see some changes from him that we maybe don't expect. Because if I'm not mistaken, I think Nico's played every game this season. If I'm not mistaken, I think he's played every single game this season. He hardly gets subbed out. He's 34 years old. There's no way this guy's going to be able to play, you know, you're getting breaks in Open Cup games, etc. But... Maybe not this weekend. I think going forward, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for Schmetz to try things. You know, um, I don't know what the status on Albert right now, but um, Albert maybe getting a run at number 10 and things of that nature. So, for this weekend, I'm not sure where Schmetz goes. If you put your coaching hat on, do you simply just go, okay, here's my roster. Who's my best available guys. Play my best team. Let's get a win.
0: Yeah, I think you you have to. Yeah, Yeah, that's the approach. Minnesota has won three games all the way from home. Okay st louis okay um colorado and dallas right okay they haven't won a game at home so it provides an interesting tactical challenge um right kind of opposite of the sounders last year on on both respects i guess we didn't win too many games but this is a minnesota team that obviously knows how to get a result away from home and and they lose to orlando city at home and then they lost to chicago away from home so they haven't played many home games but yeah it's It's a dangerous team we, we have found success against Minnesota, especially at home. 9-1-1 one
1: and one against them in mean, regular season, in, just regular in general. Season yeah, yeah. Regular, regular season, 9-1-1. One and one. And it also feels like Minnesota always comes to play us after we have like the worst game ever, and it's happening again.
0: Okay. yeah, Which is good. As a player, you want yeah. a quick turnaround to say, okay, we got a home game next. Imagine if we played another away game. I think it's a different mentality. But the fact that we're at home, I'm sure Schmetz in that locker room was like, You better get the job done at home Mm -hmm. because we've put you guys in a position to succeed and we have put our best players on the pitch and now it's up to you. Um, And I think there's a number of guys that would like to get back out there and show that they can play better than they did, especially in those last 30 minutes against Portland. The the guys can play a better game. You're not going to play the same team that's going to come out with the intensity that Portland did and you're not going to find that uh, atmosphere, I don't think, as a rivalry game. But the fans are going to come out and they're going to expect a victory this next weekend.
2: Sounders losing 4-1 to Portland Timbers, now back at home. They're playing um, Minnesota United on Saturday. Um, can we give broadcast info here, Keith?
1: Yes, we can. We are on Apple TV Watch free this time, so you can watch us for free. You Do not need MLS Season Pass. Although, please check out MLS Season Pass because it's been pretty dope so far. Um, and then we are 950 KGR for the radio. You can hear Steve Zakwani in match with our play-by-play guy, Danny Jackson, and 1360 L Ray for Spanish radio.
2: Just what what, what did you
0: what did you see in the game? I I mean, you were calling it, so you're doing more more seeing every
2: play as it happens instead of sitting back and kind of taking a Uh, thirty thousand foot view like I I did. I put myself back in it, and before the goal, and Keely was in the room, so I can prove this. I said three or four times, "Sam is about to score." I felt the goal was coming. Like the Timbers started the game well. You cannot play that high pressing transition for 90 minutes. You can't do it. After 30 minutes, they slowed down. Second off, they weren't really in it, I didn't think. And when the sounders scored, I'm like, okay, this is that's what's supposed to happen. Goal number two is coming. Then we had a couple of chances, didn't quite get it. I think Raul had another one as well. He got in behind. Bad angle. And then once the timber scored, I just was speechless. The energy in that place, I mean, the place was rocking. I just felt like... I remember Guardiola saying years ago that every time he goes to Anfield and they concede one, he feels like they're going to concede three or four in the next ten minutes. It's like the crap you can't explain it. And that's what I had, like, every time, I mean... I thought the right back Mosquera was not very good. I thought Leo Chua had his number, and then he comes and scores a world-class goal. Yeah. So it's like it's just one of those days where they bring on a substitute. It goes perfect. It just was okay. Same exact goal that Charles scored in and, Portland, I, in and I was only, I years was years his teammate that yeah. time. And we never yeah. seen Diego shooting in training, oh, no. and he comes and scores two goals in a game. So yeah. um, those games yeah. provide the why is that? Game.
1: Why why
0: does that game? It's great. What do you mean? It's it's a rivalry. Everything is thrown out the window. So you cannot describe. Mm-hmm. You could be injured, yep. or you could be exhausted. And it's one of those games <laughs> where somehow you find that extra gear. And you live and die by those games. And for that team on that day, and that
2: goal was the
0: catalyst. Yeah, That was it.
2: I, I'm gonna, so I saw a couple of interesting things. One from Sasha Kleshton, and they called Trafico the best right, rivalry. Right. They said it might be the longest history. What? And those games entertaining. it. Is some team still ahead or do those two California teams have a claim to say, no, we're actually being the best? Uh,
0: I mean, I don't think it's close. I, I don't think it's I close. Just think it's I mean, close. how can you argue with history, period? Yeah. And that's what makes it a classic rivalry. Yeah, they are rivals. They're in the same city, which is probably more akin to, um, you know, a derby in, in England or yeah. anywhere else in Europe. Yeah, the proximity makes that one. And, and, and LAFC's fans have been insane yeah, to yeah, go yeah. into the Galaxy yeah. Stadium and, and show what they did on social media, too. That's a committed <laughs> yeah. fan base right there. Yeah. But that, it, and it only happens with winning. So. They've been winning, yeah. They've been winning, uh, but also yeah. the Galaxy have provided it when, when Ibrahimovic was there right has, has provided some some yeah and I think that's the first time LFC's beaten them
2: in Carson so right. which is surprising to me so I think it's a great rivalry I would put the reason I put Sounders-Timbers ahead is you know I think in the last five years or so there's three MLS cards between them the Champions League obviously for the Sounders um, Timbers also been to another final as well I think both teams have had decent enough success it's Continue through multiple leads, multiple generations. I think it's much deeper in the communities and fan bases. I don't think LFC have the history for that. They've done a great job, but you just can't build that in six years or whatever it's been. So, great rivalry. I was surprised to hear some of those guys say that. I know they haven't played in a Cascadia game. Um, I know Sasha was with the Galaxy. So, maybe it's a part of that. I don't know. But, yeah, I was a little bit surprised by that. To think that that's the best rivalry.
1: Los Angeles teams always get an extra bump just by nature of being yeah. in Los Angeles.
0: No. And if you haven't played in this, then you don't. You really don't know. There's, there's right. Nothing like
1: it.
2: There's nothing like
0: that. Right. If you were to ask, yeah. I think around the league, yeah. which rivalry game would you want to play in? Yeah. Right. You want to play in a sold-out stadium in Seattle with yeah. with you know sixty thousand fans against Portland.
2: Yeah.
0: Or do you want to go to LAFC and play in front of twenty twenty-five thousand? Yeah. That's where you're going to max out at. At some point, we play because yeah, we play for the team, but we also play because of what an occasion it is, especially here in Seattle. And that that place was was rocking. I mean, our fans were loud, loud, very loud. Loud. Yeah, and good to see them go it. home yeah. disappointed is yeah. is disappointing.
2: Yeah, they were very loud. So sound is back at home this weekend. Make sure you tune in Apple TV in front of the paywall or listen to us on the radio as well. Um, As always, wherever you get your podcasts, like, comment, subscribe. We really appreciate that. And we'll be back next week.